Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. It's not just us. Remember, another new program on KTAR Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos from 4 o'clock until 7. You can watch and listen. Uh, KTAR News app, KTAR.com. Watch and listen, Joe. So, so that we got that going for us. Sure do. The There was a mother that was charged in Michigan after her son went on the shooting spree at Oxford High School. She was charged with involuntary manslaughter and just found guilty. Uh, so I wondered if there was liability that could potentially befall some of the parents of these goonies in uh, the East Valley. Barry Markson is our legal analyst at KTAR, and I wanted to ask Barry if there's a shot. Is there a chance that we see uh, the parents being charged with something? It's a it's a slim chance. Uh, it, there's there's not a specific, there's, there's no law uh, against or there's no law that says a parent can be held criminally liable for their child's actions. They can be held civilly liable for their child's actions. They can be forced to pay money. Uh, you know, if your if your son or daughter goes and grabs a, a spray pa- uh, some spray paint and puts some graffiti on somebody else's property, uh, the parents can be held responsible. Uh, financially to fix that but from a criminal standpoint it's much more difficult so talk to me Uh, then about the the, from the civil standpoint then what kind of penalties could somebody be be looking at for uh for a parent i mean they sue the parent they said the parent should have made sure their their under 18 year old uh, was in before 10 p.m or was not at a a party drinking or i mean how do they show that case and then what kind of a civil liability would they be looking at yeah, it, it'd be it, it, the the potential damages are capped in Arizona at relatively modest numbers. But again, it would depend on the circumstance. So if you're talking about, let's say, parents have a bunch of alcohol at their house and know their child's going to invite friends over and they're supplying the booze, and somebody gets hurt while they're doing that, then the parents can be held civilly liable for uh, providing that alcohol and for their negligence. The question uh, you were originally asking is, can they be held criminally liable? Can they be? Can what the what the kid did uh, criminally uh, hold the parents? And the, the answer is generally no. I mean, the United States the Constitution, you can't be held criminally liable for somebody else's actions. What happened in Michigan is uh, the mom was found to be uh, involuntary manslaughter on her own uh, because she was, uh, they found her in essence to be aware that the son had a gun, that he was doing things that could lead to potential violence, that all the signs were there, and she failed to take any steps to address that. Uh, she was the, she was at the school that day, for example, when they brought her in and that she knew the son had a gun and she never went to say, where's the gun? Uh, let me look in his bag and make sure it's not there. It's that sort of thing that got her criminally in, in, in trouble. But that's very rare. In Arizona, we've never seen something like that. So for the Gilbert Goons, uh, if the parents bought the brass knuckles, uh, if the parents were aware that the kids were going out and beating up other kids, if parents are found that they saw one of the videos, for example, of what their kids were doing and then didn't do anything about it, didn't remove the brass knuckles, didn't didn't take steps uh, to protect the public, then potentially they could be fined criminally liable. But it would be, be a very difficult case to prove. Talking with KTAR News legal analyst Barry Markson about the Gilbert Goons case, the you know the latest on the investigation and so, some potential questions that we, you know, that we've just had kicking around here between Chris and myself. And Barry, one of them is uh, the Maricopa County attorney, Rachel Mitchell. She has says that she has this report that's 1800 pages long and includes 2000 pieces of evidence, 600 videos here and. And you add that with the fact that we saw the Lords come out yesterday and make a statement about their son's murder investigation. And essentially, they 
they wanted the media and others out there to stand down a little bit and say that they understand that things like this take time. Have you seen uh, an investigation that has 1,800 pages, that has 600 videos? Like, how long would you expect before we start to see some definitive names tied to this case? Um, Any kind of time frame or timeline? Well, I, I would expect it would take months to go through all that. And, and what you have to understand is, you know, normally a police department, if the Phoenix Police Department had investigated this, they have the manpower. They wouldn't have just, in essence, dropped all this on the, the county attorney's doorstep and said, here, you do it. That's kind of what happened here. And I'm, I'm not blaming Queen Creek Police. They don't have the manpower to handle it. But what you're asking the the county attorney's office to do, and they don't really have investigative body like that. They're not a police department. But now their they're investigators have to go out and interview people or re-interview. They have to go through all of those documents, all those 600 videos. They have to really understand the case, and that, it just takes time. And, and it isn't, again, they're not a giant metropolitan police force. They're a prosecutorial agency. So um, I, I appreciate uh, what the parents are saying here. I think what it actually shows is that Rachel Mitchell in the county attorney's office has done an incredible uh, good deed in, in communicating with the families in these cases, and in this case in particular, to make sure they understand what's going on, what they're doing, why it's taking this long, we should commend that. That's great. Um, and I think we just need to give the county attorney time to make sure justice is served. Everybody wants it to go fast. I understand that. But we don't want to accuse somebody unnecessarily or wrongfully. You want to make sure guilty people are put in prison. And I think the county attorney's office is working toward that goal. Hey, Barry Markson, our KTAR legal analyst. One final thing, and I, and I guess this is more procedural, and, and I think you make great points here about the, the, the Queen Creek Police Department. We got a report that there have been a number of submittals to the county prosecutor. What is the difference between a submittal, which I suppose is a suggestion for a charging, versus a charge itself? What is the process like if if Queen Creek says, listen, we think you you should arrest these seven people, what does that process look like from the inside? Yeah, it's it's the difference between the police department making an arrest and then submitting char- you know, with their recommended charges to the prosecutor. The prosecutor always decides whether to formally charge or not. Uh, but here, the Queen Creek, they didn't even arrest anybody. They, they've done what I'm going to term an initial investigation. They've accumulated an awful lot of evidence, but they haven't gone through, and my guess is, haven't, in, haven't interviewed a whole ton of witnesses, haven't really uh, put the analysis on a lot of those videos to figure out who's who and who's where. Um, so this was... I'm going to call it a referral. It's almost they just went to the county attorney's office and said, look, there's something here. We're not entirely sure what it is, uh, but we think you should look at these seven people. And here's everything we have on it. And it's again, I'm not faulting the Queen Creek Police Department. It's not a big police department, as I understand it. Uh, And this is a huge case. This isn't something they normally deal with. Um, but they, they did what they could do. They dropped it on the county attorney, and now the county attorney's office is taking it on themselves to make sure it's handled appropriately. All right, so when we hear them say uh, that they've uh, that there's a submittal, we should think of that as they've turned in their homework to the teacher. The teacher is looking it over and will then take action. Is that is that kind of how I'm getting this? Yeah, I, I think okay. it is. It's, it's like a referral, but not but nothing really more than that yet. The, the county attorney's office is going to make the decision about whether criminal charges are brought, whether arrests are made. KTAR News legal analyst Barry Markson, thanks for joining us, Barry. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.